Hello, fellow geeks. Welcome to another episode of Stolen Fate from Level 1 Geek. As usual, we have Chase as our long-suffering game master, M as the tireless crunk, Katie as the tinkering gingham, and Tori, that's me, as the adventurous Jack. This is the audio version of our actual play video series, which you can watch over at youtube.com slash level1geek. Now, let's roll! Welcome back to Stolen Fate! We're going to start our next episode where we left off, in the Haro Court. Do you guys remember the name of the castle? Haro Castle. Oh, good guess, but wrong. Haro Heart, right? Haro Hearth. Haro, oh, Haro Hearth? Uh-huh. I was not hearing that correctly last time. No, you're right, Haro Heart. (laughs) (gasps) Boom, I get a hero point for one-upping the GM. You're the GM now. Um, Perfect. Uh, You guys do all get a hero point, though. I'm to three. Excellent. Me too. Not to brag. Very nice. Time to start spending them because you cap at three. Oh, I'm going to spend them all in this episode. We're going to count them down. I like it. Bold, bold statement. So it is to you guys right now. You guys are, well, I guess it's to me. I am guiding you guys. Do you guys remember your guide? Guy. The guide. The guide. (laughs) He's a a great guide. guide. Yeah, currently he's in the tiefling form of the man that you slayed, slew, murdered, Sloan. 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 (laughs) Yeah, that guy. That's it. Here, I think we we got art. We'll get some art up again so we can remember what he looks like. He looks like a tasty little schmuffin, if you know what I mean. A schmuffin. I do need to clarify really quick if... M thinks that, or Krunk thinks that, or both? M thinks that. Okay. I haven't really dialed into Krunk's sexual proclivities. Just I his love violence. That word. Just his violence. <laughs> he, he looks like a tiefling man with a goatee, some horns, wearing some armor, no axe wielded at the moment. He's just guiding you guys around. And you guys just finished your tour of the lovely little village that is surrounding Haro Heart. It's pretty sparsely populated right now. There's a variety of different inhabitants that all look like people that you know, uh, though they don't behave like those people. And in fact, they interact with you pretty sparsely at this point. The most dominant feature now of activity around this town is the many golden armor-clad paladins that are now marching around uh, protecting the town, which is an epitome, as you guys learned last time. So guy's going to continue on the tour. Now, uh, this one's going to be a bit of a rough one, so I hope you're ready for a trek. Wish we had a better way to travel around, but as of now, we don't. So we're going to go through a mucky, yucky swamp. We're going to go out to the uh, lakeshore, which is much better than the swamp, but through the swamp we must go. Apologies, boss. And which one is this for again? Empty Throne's going to be the closest, I figure. We'll hit the lake. We'll go up to the lovely farmland, and then we'll hit the forest. We'll make a little bit of a, a loop-de-loop. Efficiency. That's what I'm here for, unless you want something different. If you want something different, take it up with my supervisor. That's you. He nudges Jack. And you. And you. And points at Crunk and Gingham. Jack will look to Crunk and Gingham to see if, particularly Crunk, to see if he's on board, because Crunk has been a little a little upset today about this a whole thing. A little distrusting, yeah. Yes. 
Well, I suppose that if we must, we must. Though, I must tell you, I'm not excited to go tracing through swamps. I'll make it as painless as possible. There's just a little bit we'll have to scrape through to get to the empty throne island, but uh, yeah, follow me. Guy, I have a question for you as we walk. Oh, yeah, sure. What card summoned you here? What card summoned me here? <laughs> Good joke, boss. Yes, hilarious. And then he just keeps walking. Wait, Gingham's gonna tug on Guy's leg. Yeah, little boss. Do you mind carrying me? I'm quite little to be traipsing through. Oh, yeah, sure thing. That's in my job description. Thanks. He'll uh, crouch down for you to hop up on his shoulder. Oh, Gingham does. Well, that seems handy, Jack says to Crunk. Will you carry me as well? Ah, <laughs> uh, Crunk Boss is just full of those good crackers today. I'm hilarious. <laughs> he chuckles and then he's gonna keep leading on. As you guys reach the edge of the kind of lush green township that's surrounding the castle, you guys come to the edge of it, which is divided to the north by some golden, beautiful-looking farmland. It looks like very fertile lands. You see little farms scattered out on the hills. Hey, Guy, do they grow food here? Is that... do they have to grow food? You gotta grow food. That is that real food? Is Are those real farms? Is there real agriculture here? Agriculture. He thinks for a moment and just kind of stares off into space. He stops walking. Hmm, that's a good question. Never mind. It's okay. I don't really need to know. It seems like this guy's vocabulary and knowledge is limited. I whispered a crunk. I would have to agree with you, Jack. I don't trust this. I'm going along with it because it seems like the thing to do, but it's, there's many odd things. Why are they acting as if we've been here many times? I don't remember being here. Do you remember being here? No, but those rooms were... Ah, you haven't been here. No, no. Shut the... This is a private conversation. Sorry, like, I hear him, all right? Hey, boss, I'm sorry. I just... We're I, whispering. We're whispering. That means privacy. I've got good presence, you know, but Walk okay. Walk away. Whispering means I will pretend I don't... I'm not aware of it. You got This it. fucking guy. Ingham's gonna slap their hands over guy's ears and be like let's go this way and turn his head with that's, it that's not gonna work little boss but i appreciate the hustle no it's about image let's go this way crunk i'm realizing that maybe we whisper kind of loudly have you noticed that gingham also always hears our whispered conversations i have noticed that it's because you do maybe you shouldn't pay attention to private conversations i'm a big person i have a big voice I. You also kind of stand very close. Well, is this better? Is this better? <laughs> I'm just curious if this is a better experience. <laughs> it's not. Let's not do that. Jack, is my breath hot on your ear? I'm going to keep walking now. Okay. <laughs> you guys keep on following. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Fantastic. Now, as you guys are walking towards the edge of the farmland to where you can see kind of the swampy trees, off to the north, you guys can also see what appears to be some barren desert areas. 
And it looks like this carnival that you guys saw out the window, you've seen it off in the distance to the north as you've been walking towards the swamp. It almost almost seems like the carnival gets closer and closer. Yeah, looks like the carnival is showing up here. Are, are you feeling adventurous or you want to go see the empty throne first? We're kind of split on the efficiency now, so. How about we go to the carnival? It seems like, Crunk, you could use something to lighten your mood a bit. I would fancy a laugh. Lead the way, guide. Take us to the carnival. Carnival it is. All right, well, it's just over this way, and he'll lead you guys up to uh, the northwest. And, yeah, you guys reach a carnival out in the middle of the farmland. So you see the buildings closer to the castle, farmland scattered out in the distance, and then just right in the middle of nowhere, there is a very large, bright carnival. There is a Ferris wheel with colorful torches on the edges of it that are spinning around, tents, music, and uh, you hear like there's some kind of like announcer talking about some kind of show in the center of the carnival. As you guys approach, there's some strange inhabitants in the carnival. Everybody looks like they're dressed for fun in the carnival. And the faces that you see, even though a lot of them are masked or have their faces painted or have very extravagant features like big twirly mustaches, the faces all look familiar to you. Like they are all memories of people that you know, just like the rest, but their attire is all fitting of a very strange, almost unsettling vibe of a carnival. Everybody's dressed would for fun, say... but also has a slightly sinister vibe to them. I was going to ask, would you say it's it's subtly sinister? I think that yeah. was the card description. Yes, subtly sinister indeed. Like you'll have people approach you with a warm smile that tips their hat and does a fancy twirl and bow. But when they look back up at you, their maw is maybe a little bit toothy from their grin instead of the warm smile that it started with. Uh, yeah, so I mean, this is the carnival here. These guys kind of creep me out here, if you ask me. But, you know, they, they put on some fun shows, so... You're welcome to hang out here anytime you're feeling bored. Speaking of, there's a lot of things here to do in Haro Court, so in case you lose track of time here, I'll make sure I'm your calendar keeper here. So we'll call this... Uh, I don't really know how you do things on wherever you come from, but we'll call this Fate Day 1, and I'm just going to count it up for you. I don't know how that relates to your home, but I know how it works here. I can count day to day. You don't know how time passes compared to where we came from? Is that what you're saying? I don't really understand the words that just came out of your mouth. I'm going to be honest, boss. You started this conversation. Just explain what you meant. I'm going to count up your fate days. This is fate day one, and for every day you spend here, I'll make sure I track it. So take your time. Do your leisure time. I mean... Things might get a little bit disastrous if you take too long, but I mean, like, what's a little bit of danger dealing and assembling the fates if you don't take some time for yourself, right? It's all about balance. That's what I heard somebody say once. Who said that? I don't remember. It wasn't us. It might have been Crunk. Guy, <laughs> Crunk is just like having a time over there. Guy, you said earlier that we haven't been here before. Right. I wasn't supposed to hear that, though, so I can pretend like I didn't. No, that's fine. Why do you know us if we haven't been here before? I don't really know you, but, like, I also know you really well. You know what I mean? No! Uh, I... Yeah, see? Little boss gets it. Okay. Anyways, 
if you guys want to hang out here for a bit, I'm going to go get some cotton candy. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like candy that's kind of like a cotton plant. It's amazing. Uh, if you want some, I'll grab you some. You all discuss your next plan of action. Have fun. Hang out. I don't know. I'll be right back and we'll continue the, the tour in a moment. Get me one. You got it. Same. Gingham will hop down. Guy uh, turns around, gives you a thumbs up. He's got a very twirly mustache now when he turns around and looks at you. And he's going to head off to a stand that's clearly selling snacks. Now, mechanic-wise, for all of you with the carnival epitome, whenever you're here in the Haro Court, it's going to be downtime mode. So you guys can choose whatever days you want to spend here, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of downtime activities that you can do here. As you see, there's crafting assistance. And a lot of the epitomies you're going to see revolve around downtime. I'll track your fate days for you. That will be that. The carnival is a location of vibrant and slightly off-putting fairgrounds where festivals and celebrations are in constant swing. Once per week, a character can spend eight hours at the fairgrounds simply observing the participants, watching the shows, and participating in the activities. And those who do can attempt a perception check and you can get some insight about enemies that you might encounter going forward. Oh, Gingham so will. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you guys want to do here before a guy rejoins you with some cotton candy? I want to go on the Ferris wheel with Jack, obviously. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Okay, how does Crunk bring this up? Jack, do you see that strange spinning device with which you can touch the sky? Yeah, it's called a Ferris wheel. We should you know, embark upon it immediately. You want your cotton candy first? The cotton candy will have to wait. Okay, come on, Gingham. Okay. Oh, is this not a... Jack looks confused at Crunk. Is this not a team thing, or we... is this... Gingham can come, of course. I meant Gingham as well. All right, come on. You guys approach the Ferris wheel, and there's a pretty decent-sized line given the population. Oh, no. Oh, right no, now. no, no. We're not waiting in line for this. As Jack looks kind of disgruntled at the line, there's a very rotund gentleman with a very tall hat, very bushy mustache that covers his mouth that catches sight of Jack's disapproval. Ah, everybody, everybody, move side. Owners here. Owners step to the front of the line. Come on now. You ride for free, you ride first. I could get used to this. Sir, um, I must ask you a question before I get upon such a contraption. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. I have bones like rocks. I see that. Will that be problematic? If I get on this rickety thing, uh, will it collapse like so many toothpicks beneath uh -huh. my weight? <laughs> oh, my dear boy. Don't uh, laugh I, at me. My wheel is the sturdiest... Oh, the sturdiest. Anywhere. Any wheel. Ever to exist. I will hold you to that. I hope you do. Go on, climb aboard. All three of you, one of you, two of you, whatever you wish. The seats are larger than they appear. Sure, Jack will hop on. Feels like your general Ferris wheel seat. If you've ever been on a Ferris wheel, have you all been on a Ferris wheel IRL? Yeah, but I do want to yeah. know if they have the enclosed cars or if it's open car. They are enclosed. They oh, have a how little nice. A little rope that's going to tie in front of you. It ties itself. Oh, but I mean, like, do we, we is have a like cage? a full, yeah, is it like we got a nice roof? It's like basically no, a little you, Oh, cube? right, right. Or no, no, open your feet air? are hanging down. Open air in that regard. Ah, okay, okay. 
Do we all three fit on one seat? Yeah, yeah. Crunk, Crunk gets in there, and it looks like uh, he's going to take the whole thing, but it almost looks like the seat expands. Does the okay. whole thing tremor beneath my weight? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Surprising. Crunk doesn't look like he t- he's trusting this and is gripping the side very tightly. As we're going up, up, up. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, all three of you get on. The rope ties itself, and this thing immediately starts spinning very quickly. Whoa! Like, ah. it's, it's kind of fast. Ah. And it swings you all around a few times. It's a little bit disorienting. You can see, like, it looks like the world is turning upside down. And then it stops just suddenly right up at the top. And you guys have a beautiful view of the surrounding area of Harrowcourt. Maybe your stomachs are a little upside down. Maybe you're fine. And it was quite the wild ride for a moment there. This is not like any other Ferris wheel I've been on. Trunk is slamming the side of it with his hand. He's so excited. Just the outside, he's just hitting it over and over and over again. Again! Let's go again! It starts very gently. Now, like, moving at, like, a normal Ferris wheel pace, it starts going down back towards the ground. Boring. As it moves like that, the vision around you, the scenery, starts to melt away as it moves, and it looks as if, like, kind of like if you've ever seen a film roll where, like, you're changing the picture and it's slowly sliding one picture away and another is replacing it, you suddenly see Absalom surrounding you instead of the Harrowcourt. And then as it keeps moving, you see the shackles and the ocean. You just start seeing all these different places around Galerion as the Ferris wheel moves. We're in Soarin' Over Galerion. That's the ride we're on. (laughs) Are these scenes that we're seeing, or the places we're seeing, are they active? Or is it like a still image? No, they're active. You see people bustling around Absalom. I assume they don't seem to notice us, though. Nobody seems to point out a giant Ferris wheel. Hello! You see a couple of pirate ships that are firing cannons at one another, and Ferris wheel seems to just be out in the middle of the ocean, and it melts away to some sort of snowy plains with mammoths all around. And then as you get closer to the ground, it melts back into the Harrow Court, and you guys... Reach the burly gentleman who uh, comes over and assists you with the rope. Hope you enjoyed the riding. I told you the wheel would hold. You were correct, and I shall visit again. Anytime. Anytime, dear boy. Now then, should we give the other patrons a ride? And uh, he starts letting other people come on, Crunk. There's a lot of other things we need to figure out about this place. You see Guy approaching you with the hugest sticks of cotton candy you could imagine. They're massive. What color did he get, Crunk? Pink. I wanted blue. Ah, yeah, you don't want blue. You want to eat something the color of your skin, right? Like, I didn't bring Jack a flesh-colored one. I didn't ask for cotton candy. Oh, I brought you one. You have flesh-colored cotton candy? Yeah, of course. Uh, Got a black one for gingham here. Look, Jack, mine is kind of your color. And I'll hold the pink one up to Jack. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, it's great. Melts in your mouth. Delicious. Gingham, how do you find your fare? Gingham looks up and has a cotton candy beard suddenly. <laughs> I've heard it's good oh. stuff. If I had senses, I would enjoy it with you. But You're supposed to eat it. Uh-huh. Or play with it. I don't care. Why don't you have senses? <laughs> good one, Crunk. All right. On to the swamp. 
One day I'm going to crack you open and see what's inside. That would be interesting. Let me know when you're ready. He's going to lead you guys away from the carnival, if you guys are willing to follow him. Yeah, I am. Excellent. He brings you to a junction between the swamp and the desert. All right, listen, in my personal opinion, the swamp is a bit easier to navigate. I've heard that uh, your fleshy types, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe a little boss will be fine, but the heat's pretty hard to bear in the desert, especially with no epitomies out there. So I would recommend the swamp, but it's a little gross. It's fine. Let's just get through it. I feel like the more times you tell us it's gross, the worse it's going to be. Yeah, apologies about that. We'll try to get some paths reinstated here. Follow me then. He leads you through some of these swampy, gloomy trees into, indeed, a mucky, smelly, wet swamp where bits of the path have you sinking waist deep. Gingham probably needs to be up on shoulders to not be completely under the swamp. Now, as disgusting as this is, there's not going to be any dangerous wildlife here at the moment. At least there shouldn't be. So, I mean, we should be fine. We'll just power through it, get to the lake. That's where it gets pretty. Did you enjoy the carnival? It was tolerable. Mm, Tolerable. We'll work on that. It was vaguely sinister. Ah, yeah. That's part of the charm, right? Did you... Were you aware that you sprouted a third eyebrow over your lip when we were there? No. How about that? I didn't get one. You want one? No. I can put some fake ones in your room. No, I don't want it. All right. I wanted a real one. Ah, here's the edge of the swamp here. Now, you guys have probably been walking around here for, like, Maybe a good few hours now from the time you left the castle to checking out the town to checking out the carnival. You guys cross through the swamp and you come upon a beautiful, humongous lake. The lake almost looks like an ocean, but you can see land all the way across. Uh, It looks like it ends right against some snowy mountains. This lake is glistening and beautiful. He shows you right out here there is just a little tiny island. And at the edge of the swamp, there is a rowboat with a little tiny dock. And if you want to wash some of the muck off of you, do so. Hop in the rowboat. We'll take you out to the island. That's where the empty throne's at. Is this a freshwater lake or a saltwater lake? Sometimes it's like you're speaking another language to me, Boss Crunk. Jack will taste it. Is it freshwater or saltwater? Tastes like wine. Neither? What do you mean, neither? Let's just say maybe you shouldn't drink too much of this water. Poison? Jack, are you feeling all right? No, just, no, he, just he just doesn't want the lake to run out. I mean, it's important to the, uh... Wait, what, what were you saying earlier, Crunk? Economy, agriculture, something like... You used a big word. It seemed like it fits here. That was Jack, not me. It'd be important for you to keep track of who is speaking. There's only three of us. I think you could use some of this water, actually. Why don't you come take a nice big drink, take the edge off? It has been a long walk. Crunk is going to take his big hand and just make a circle with it and basically use it as a straw so he doesn't have to bend all the way over. Well, can't Crunk just walk in up to his waist and then slurp in the water that way? Gross. He can't drink (laughs) water that his penis is in. Disgusting. (laughs) But you can eat through your side <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
to the wine lake <laughs> and she slurps them up through your side mouth. You know, it tastes like a very fine wine. Mmm. Delicious. Jack will wash the swamp muck off and the wine! He'll fill, he'll fill his canteen with this wine water. Excellent. All right. Gingham, are you capable of getting sloshed? Oh, I don't know. I think you are for what it's worth. Why do you ask? Well, you don't know very much, Guy, so I don't <laughs> know how much that's worth at all. Yeah, that's fair. I know about this place, though, but I don't know about Little Boss. You're right. All right, everyone in the boat, let's go visit a throne. Kronk very gingerly gets inside of the boat. Are we riding low? Uh, no, absolutely not. The boat is, like, perfectly sturdy. Oh. Jack will pick Gingham up and heft them into the boat. Very good. Uh, as soon as you guys get in the boat, this thing takes off as if it was some sort of steam-powered contraption. It flies across that lake to a little tiny rocky island, just like maybe a good couple minutes off of the shore at the speed that your boat moved anyways. Upon that rocky shore is a throne. Let me guess, it's empty. The Ooh. throne is indeed empty. That's that's really all there is. You see like little bits and bobbles around the throne as if people have left things there. It's very, very quiet here where everything else has had like wildlife chirping around and things like that. It's just silent here at the throne. Why are there things here? Uh, there's a superstition that if you leave things here, that the throne will give you something back. Sacrifice for a gift, so to speak. What sort of things do people leave here? Yeah, I don't know. Not really my specialty. You know, I don't know about things. What about like this? Gingham will pull out a fear gem. Yeah, maybe you should try it. I will. Gingham, isn't that the thing that disappears? Oh, right. Uh, something else then. It was just a thought. Oh, you're right. You're right. You make a good point. What about... I will leave half of the gold that I have to my name, and I'm going to put three gold down. You're going to put three gold down on the throne? Yeah. Now, there's a way that this works. So the way that I hear it, you leave some things on or around the throne, and then you need to, to meditate, focus on it, worship it, kind of, kind of like praying, I guess. Do that for a good while. I hear about like an hour as standard. And then you leave, and then when you come back, the superstition has it that your things will be gone, definitely not stolen, and it'll leave something in return for you, or you'll just have good fortune. I happen to believe in prayer and fortune, so do you mind sparing me an hour, companions, while I meditate upon this? Sure. Chase, are we on the island? Uh, you are on the island right now. Oh, yeah. okay. Sure, I can take a look around. The island's tiny. Like, taking a look around will take you, like, a couple minutes. Yeah, Jack is just trying to make Krunk feel better, since cool. Krunk is so touchy today. And also, he is going to take a look around and see if any of these objects left behind are worth taking. Excellent. So, mechanically, the epitome for the empty throne is this throne here. You guys can do a ritual. You can leave something here and attempt for good fortune. And that's that's really all you get to know without study or trial and error. Man, I regret making 
the Victoria dagger plus one striking because now I really want to leave it at the throne. Oh, you could. You still could. I could. I still could. I I need to th- I need to sleep on it, but yeah, maybe I will. Crunk is also going to cut off one of his braids. He's going to tie it around the gold coins as a sign of respect. Okay, and how many are you leaving? Half of my gold, which is three. Okay, three gold, and then you're going to sit there and you're going to meditate. Mm-hmm. Very good. Gingham was maybe going to leave stuff, too. Okay. Yeah, Gingham, you leaving anything? Oh, yeah, just a bunch of random parts and pieces that Gingham has collected. Like a little pile of them. What level are you guys right now? Eleven. Okay. We probably need to leave a certain level of stuff. I was just asking for a friend. That friend being you. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Tell me one more time what you're leaving here, Gingham. Just parts and pieces that Gingham's collected, like scraps, but like a pile of them. So, so garbage. It's not garbage to Gingham. Sentimental garbage. Okay. Uh, this is this is materials for crafting things in the future. Thank you. Lovely. All right. Both of you can make me a diplomacy check. Oh shit. Now, as you guys are meditating here and focusing on through, are you are you both taking this seriously? I guess that's the first question. Uh-huh. I'm using a hero point. That's how seriously that crap. Yeah, I'm taking is it seriously. This. Okay. Would you like to spend two? Kind of. Yeah, I'd love to spend two. Cool. Don't re-roll again. Just take two away. Oh, okay. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) I said uh, I was going to spend all of them, and I will. (laughs) Two down so far. All right, so Crunk, you got an 11 at best? No, I rolled a 19. 21. Plus two. Oh, okay. So 21. Cool. 21. And then Gingham, you got a 23? Uh-huh. Damn. Fantastic. Is I, it though? You know, we'll find out. So as you guys meditate on the throne and you're taking it seriously, it does feel special. It feels powerful. It starts to gain your respect, whether you intend to or not. It feels like something that demands reverence and your mind starts wandering off and just feeling a lot of emotions. Mostly, you start meditating on the nature of loss. Any loss that you had in your life starts to come to the forefront of your mind, and it feels healing in a way. It doesn't feel sinister like it's it's exploiting your emotions. It feels like it's sympathizing and trying to make you feel better. At some point during that meditation, you don't remember when, but all of the things that you set down to sacrifice completely vanish. They're gone. Wild. It looks like your things are gone. Jacques, did you see that? <laughs> we prayed and they disappeared, and the emotions that coursed through me. Did you feel that, Gingham? I... it was lovely and tragic. Jack is asleep in the boat. <laughs> yeah, he dozed off a bit ago, but, uh, you know, apparently, according to rumor, if your things are gone, it worked, so check back on the next fate day. Shut up! Jack is sleeping! Right, right, sorry, yeah. Oh, fine. Well, I mean, it's time to move on, though. Do we just let him sleep in the boat? Yes! All right, you got it. You got it, pal. Jeez. All right. All right. You guys hop in the boat, and Guy starts rowing you to your next destination. He does not take the same path back. 
He's going to take you to the south around the edge of the swamp. Towards the forest, you can see kind of through the uh, sparse bits of swamp off in the distance. We're going to fast forward for a little bit here. He's going to take you guys over the edge of the swamp. You guys are going to murk through even more swamp than last time. It's just as yucky, but longer and less interesting until you guys finally break out of the swamp into a very beautiful forest. The forest is full of enchanted-looking magical trees. A lot of them are normal. A lot of them have, like, little glowing bits up the trunk. There's little wisps of light floating through the forest. There's the chirping of birds and wildlife returning once again. And uh, it's just, uh, it's very nice. Jack looks completely enchanted with this forest. He is actually slowing the group down a little bit as he's just soaking in all of the trees and the little sparklies and all the all the scenery. Jack. What? Oh, yeah. Is everything all right? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Why? Nothing. Sorry, am I slowing us down? I I can. You aren't. You aren't slowing us down, an iota. I was merely curious of what was running through your mind. I can't tell you what's running through the boss's mind, but I can tell you what's running through these forests. And uh, that brings us to our last epitome. And unfortunately, I don't got one to show you because this one tends to try to not be seen. But uh, Rabbit Prince, out here somewhere, he's a fickle guy. He likes to play hide and seek, so he hides in the forest. If you find him, he gives you presents. Ooh, like a hunt. Yeah, I mean, don't kill him, but kind of. Can epitomies be killed? Oh, yeah, sure. So you can die? Sure can, boss. Hmm. I don't like the look on your face, Crunk. I have no look at all. I'm merely thinking about hunting a rabbit prince, of course. And, uh, Chase, can I do perception to see if I see the rabbit prince? Uh, you sure can, and you will automatically fail because tracking him is a big ordeal. Mechanically... You guys can spend an entire day. Nat 20. Nat 20, you pick up a trail of rabbit prints, but they look like they're leading way off deep into the forest. Prince with a T or prince with a C? With a T. Prince of a prince. Ooh, that's good. They sound exactly the same to me, but okay. Mechanically here for the rabbit prints, you guys can spend eight hours, so a full day, searching the woods for the rabbit prints and you roll some checks and if you can find them then you get a present how many checks is it and how much does a nat 20 negate them well i didn't tell you to roll the dice so, ah. but but out of the generosity of my heart i will say if you take time searching for the rabbit prince i'll give you a plus four to your uh, next look what kinds of gifts does he give i don't know i hear expensive ones Hmm. Could be worth a look. Jack likes money. Also, you might want to be quiet. Looks like you got some sharp eyes there, boss. But uh, that clanky armor there, he's uh, hes pretty keen on running away from you. It's not like he just stays in one place. You got to physically catch him. Like, wrestle him to the ground. Like I said, don't, don't kill him. It's not like a hunt. Like, like a friendly, like, tag, right? Get him and wrestle him down and... Give me a present, you damn rabbit, and he'll laugh and he'll give you one. Is that how friendly tag works? I think so. Do you want to play, Jack? Kind of. 
But maybe not right now. I don't really know how time passes in this place. And frankly, that's making me a bit nervous. I don't want to go back only to find that we've missed years. You know what I mean? What a horrific idea. Guy doesn't know how time works in this place. Guy doesn't know a lot of things. I can that's figure true. it out. Can you? Yeah. Okay. You want me to? How long would it take you? I don't know. Like, how long does a couple thoughts take? Do do that. I then. figured it out. And? Real time. Second for second, right? I know that he gave me an answer, but I don't believe him. It It's the same? Yeah, no, like, uh, I'm seeing into, like, you know, the place where you come from right now, and I'm seeing into this place at the same time. I'm looking at what is it, that that big glowing orb thing you got there, and then the natural, beautiful lighting of this place, and hey, it's all working the same. Maybe a little different. Eh, maybe a little bit slower where you're from. Oh, sometimes faster. Two for one. Wow. Well, if that's the case, maybe we have time for a little hunting. Actually, Chase, how long has it been today? Well, we haven't slept because we did this at, we went, we looked at the Haro cards at night. <laughs> Are we dragging? Do we feel tired? No, you guys feel great. This is so weird. Fascinating, honestly. I mean, I feel up for it if you guys do. Although, guy, you were kind of right. Sorry, Crunk, you're pretty loud. I suppose I could take my armor off. Maybe let's just go back to the castle. I can do this on my own some other time. All right. I mean, that concludes the end of our tour. So the neat thing about whenever you need to go back to the castle, right, is when you're here, you just got to think about it. You'll be right back in your room. Now, if you leave the Harrow Court and you need to come back, you got to have one card of every suit, just like you got back here last time, right? You always apparate in your rooms going forward since we got everything in order now. So as long as we don't lose these cards, Jack holds the rabbit prince, we should be able to get back here. You got it. Also, uh, I think you call them closets where you're from. Well, your closet in your room, that's going to take you back to wherever you came here from. The closets in our castle Closets in your room. Take you back to where you came here from. Oh. So thoughts take you back to room if you're here. If you're not here and you're from your home, then deck of cards, one of each suit, brings you back to room. And then room closet brings you back to where you came here from. And then horror portals in the courtyard, those take you to more cards where your destinies are most comfortable with. Got it? I think so. Yeah, I'll get the hang of it. Anyway, so I think that's all you need me for now. So, I mean, just so you know, I'm probably going to forget about you uh, until you get some more epitomies. It's just kind of a thing that happens. But if you need something, just think about it real hard, and it'll probably give me the energy to fix it up for you. But until then, he turns into a butterfly and starts fluttering around. Until then, what? You'll be a butterfly? He lands on your nose. I think that's a yes. Sacrilege. 
I try to swat him away gently, the way you swat a butterfly, not like smack. But... <laughs> Smash. No, he, uh, he, he flutters away gently. Huh. Well, what now? I, we are alone. We're alone, I think. Honestly, friends, what the fuck is going on? I've been trying to keep my cool, considering we've just met each other a have few you, days ago. Though? Yes, Jack, I have. Things are odd. I don't know how you two are dealing with this so well. We found magical cards that apparently have a destiny to collect all of the cards. And there's a magical castle that the cards that are magic provide an essence of some kind to this place. And we're just supposed to be okay with the fact that a mind-reading genie is able to create rooms of perfectly designed to our fancy? How are you not freaking out? I feel like I'm, I'm behaving rather tame for the situation we found ourselves in. I agree. It's all pretty strange. But we did get attacked by literal demons. Or were they demons? Devils? Is there a difference here? There is okay. a difference, and they were devils and we, demons. We got attacked by literal fiends after these cards just magically came to us. All I'm saying, Krunk, is this is just another thing on top of the long, extremely long list of strange things that have happened to us lately. I'm aware. I'm aware, but I'm just saying that all of those things are slowly adding up to a boiling point, and I don't know how, 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 how are you all so calm with this? You're just fine? You just doesn't bother you? What, we're gonna go walk through a portal and hazy daisy our way through another place? We don't even know where it's going to take us. We have to find cards? How do we find cards? Well... I guess I just don't really see another option. I mean, what do you propose? We can supposedly walk back through our closets, go back to the stirrup and barding, and then what? Just sit on the cards we found, probably continue to be pursued by fiends or whoever the hell else is looking for these cards, and live out the rest of our days pretending like none of this happened? I don't know what the next step is, Krunk, but I'm saying that of all the places this weird trail could have led, this, Jack motions around to the beautiful forest that they're sitting in, doesn't seem too bad. I mean, for all of that trouble, I'm just trying to enjoy the good things that this wild journey I never asked for has brought. Because there's sure been a hell of a lot of trouble that I can complain about along the way. I'm not looking to take away any of your joy from the moment, Jack. I will remain watching your back, as always. Just know that I am more than a little wary of our situation, and it would make me feel more at ease if I knew the two of you were also looking out as well. Well, I grew up with a voice in the back of my head continuously calling me closer and closer to a destiny I very passionately wanted to avoid, so I think you can count on me to always be wary of pretty much everything all of the time. But Gingham over here, Jack turns to Gingham, who is twirling in flowers. I'm not so sure. 
Gingham, how are you absorbing all of this? I know you have almost no memory of anything that happened before this, so maybe it's easier for you to absorb that way. I think it's all kind of neat, don't you think? They just know us, and they've taken us to some lovely places, and they've been so helpful, don't you think? And and I don't know. I I think that maybe if we look at it with too much of an angry eye, that might turn on us. Was that helpful for you, Jack? Remember, Crunk, straw for brains. Let's just okay. keep that in mind. Mm. Does that make you feel better, though, Jack? I was just, I was just trying to include them in the conversation. Okay, All right. you, you, mm. you also said Jack and Gingham, so I just we're supposed to be together on this or whatever, right? Oh yeah, we're together. All right, the three friends. Oh, and he kind of gives Gingham like a skeptical look. Gingham holds up a bouquet of small flowers that they've gathered in this forest. I think friends is lovely. Funk will reluctantly reach down and accept the king- the flowers between thumb and forefinger and then look to Jack like he's very tired. Why don't you think yourself back to your room, Crunk? Seems like maybe just some quiet thinking time would be helpful. Or a nap. Thinking time without Guy blabbering on. Perhaps some meditation and prayer to Desna would settle my central nervous system. I will see you back at home. Bedroom. 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 As you think of it, you feel something change. The wildlife outside gets quieter, and when you open your eyes, you're back in your room. (laughs) I didn't like that. Trunk's in his room and he's going to go and he's going to sit on the patio and he's going to meditate. Jack is looking at Gingham like you look at a person who has stayed too long at a party at your house. <laughs> you were, you don't want to kick him out, but you are kind of like, so, yeah, been a pretty long day. That's relative. Gingham produces another <laughs> okay for Jack. I think that Crunk was very tired, and I understand overwhelming. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. Really makes you want to think kind of on your own. Just have some alone time, don't you think? Maybe. Do you think of having alone time? It seems like that. What that's what Crunk wanted is some time to himself alone without anyone else around. Hey, and he thought himself away. Yeah, who knows where he ended up. Maybe you could see if the room thing works too. What what see what happens when you think of your room? Do, let, let's try it out as like a little experiment. I really like the forest. Do we have to leave immediately? No, I'm just saying for research what if Krunk thought of his room and is in danger right now? We should go after him, don't you think? I don't feel like it was danger. Plus, Krunk beat that big, strong demon boy by himself, didn't he? Gingham, go away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, all right. Gingham will think to their room. 
a little crestfallen in their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And poof, Gingham's back in the room, and Jack, you're all alone. (sighs) Jack is so happy. (laughs) He's just gonna chill in the forest, or is he going back to his room? No, I want to hunt the rabbit prince. This is that's my chilling in the forest. All right, so we're going to downtime now. Who wants to, I guess Jack will start with you because you're going to spend a day doing some rabbit hunting, correct? Sure, yeah. All right, so I need a perception from you. Crunk pointed out a very good starting point. So now you can do perception or survival here, and I'll give you a plus four for Crunk's uh, nat 20. Thanks, Crunk. You're welcome. Thanks, Chase, for letting us use it, even though I rolled before you said I could. (laughs) Can't let a good nat 20 go to waste. I'll use perception. Oh my goodness. Oh, I only considered... rolled a two, so that's a 26 total. I'm going to use a hero point. Yeah, I was going to ask if you've considered our lord and savior hero points. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. Oh, another two? I just rolled two twos in a row. That was pretty that's painful 28. to watch. Uh, I can't. Do, I, I'm, I need to do what Crunk did, and I need to drop another hero point. I will not stand. For 20, for rolling two twos. Unless that's enough, Chase. You're at a 26? 28. A 28, 28 is not enough. Yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't be doing that. One more, one more try here. Come on, Jack, I know you can do it. I know you can roll higher than a two. (gasps) No! Boundary set, no! No. Was it not one? one. Not one? Am I about to dump all three hero points? Yes. I am. Oh my God. <laughs> I am. This is so. This has become so important to me now. I have to. I have to prove that I it's can like do this. It's like way harder than Jack thought. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh gosh, I'm like so stressed at this role. Yeah. Oh, oh, Twenty. Twenty. What is weird? Literally, about. what is happening <laughs> right now? Two, two, one, twenty. I don't know. There's no middle ground. There is no middle ground Mm -hmm. for me. That's a 46. Excellent. So with that, you are on his trail. You keep seeing tracks of him. You maybe even see little glimpses of him as he goes darting deeper into the forest. Now I need you to make me a stealth check because he is very nimble. And every time he catches any part of your scent, any noise you make, he takes off and he is way faster than you are. Uh, So I need a stealth check. Does my nat 20 help? uh, Yeah, your nat 20 is going to give you a plus four to your stealth check. Lovely. Okay. Uh, Okay. That's a very average 10, so that's a 36 in all. All right. A 36 is enough. And let's take a a little look at the rabbit prince here, show you who you're chasing. Go ahead and describe him, Tori. Oh, he's cute and kind of creepy. Both together. (laughs) I'm assuming that he is large, like he is uh, person-sized? Yep. Okay. So he is an anthropomorphic rabbit up on two legs, wearing a green cape and a brown tunic. He's brown. He's got big old rabbit ears, and on one of the ears, he's got like a silver crown kind of cocked. And then he's got a broken sword, the hilt of a broken sword in one of his hands. He looks like he's ready to leap 
into action or away from action. I don't definitely really away know. from action. <laughs> away from action. Oh, and he's got he's got cute little boots on his weird rabbit feet. Yeah, so uh, you are on his tail for like a good portion of the day. Like this is a very involved hunt. He is quick. He is difficult to catch, but you're finally able to get a jump on him somewhere. Maybe you predict where he's going to go and you hide somewhere ahead and you're able to jump on. Yeah. Can I narrate this a little bit? Yeah, you sure can. And you also make me an athletics. Oh, this is worse for me and I'm all out of hero points. So we'll see. We wouldn't have gotten here without it, though, to be fair. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Here we go. Oh, there's another two. That That is actually crazy. That's three twos in it. Three twos. In the matter uh, matter of like five minutes. It's only a 15, unfortunately, for athletics. All right. So you go ahead and narrate. You get the jump on him real good. Go ahead and narrate your attempt to catch him. Well, all, this whole hunt has been very fun for Jack. He hasn't been in a forest for a long time. I mean, he did go into the forest with Krunk to hunt down the Coven of Hags and his mother, that was the first time he'd been in a forest in literally years. When he was a kid, he encountered his mother. He had a close brush with the call and nearly succumbed to it and encountered his mother in the woods near where he grew up. He grew up in a logging town. And since then, his father saved him from that encounter. But since then, he was like strictly forbidden from ever going into the woods as just a way to keep him safe. His father was super paranoid after that. And Jack was too. Jack didn't ever try to break that rule because he saw how scary it was. But he loved the woods growing up and it's always felt very natural and very comfortable to him. Maybe it's his green hag blood that just likes those kinds of environments, but he's really treasuring these hours of just being in a forest that is safe. It's, it's like a burden has just been lifted off of him. He just gets to be in one of his favorite places without fear of something going wrong. At least hag-related going wrong. He's not too sure about all of the other stuff with the Haro court, but at least for now. And then, of course, he loves to match wits against a well-suited opponent. So it's fun tracking this rabbit prince and trying to outfox the rabbit. Unfortunately, he's, so he, he sneaks up on this rabbit. He thinks he's finally got the drop on him. He sees him by like a small brook down below and he's, he's, he's kind of, he's got the high ground. So he kind of comes creeping up over just the lip of a small little cliff, maybe just like five feet down. And he is silent as the grave, creeps up, sees the rabbit prince, and then just leaps on top of him and tries to wrestle around. They go tumbling into the brook. It's shallow, but they get soaked and he's trying to hold on to this rabbit. But I, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to catch like a real rabbit in real life. I have caught a real <laughs> rabbit in real life. <laughs> they are very wily. So I can only imagine how difficult it would be to keep a man-sized rabbit restrained as it's kicking you and trying to bat you away. But anyway, I assume his athletics check failed chase so ultimately it, the rabbit prince gets did. away he lets out a squeak and he uh kicks you real hard with his back legs and uh dashes away jumps into a bush out of sight you nearly had him but shortly afterwards you see his head pop up from the bushes again 
And then he uh, very cautiously approaches you, his nose sniffing the air. Well, I, I do say, you, you dear in, your intruder hunted me. Intruder? I was... In my, in my woods, my domain. Oh, excuse me, I thought I was the boss here. Uh, not of the woods. Maybe of the castle. But not of my kingdom. Well, I stand corrected. I was just following the instructions of some guy. So he apparently told me wrong. I only jest. You did not beat me in physical combat. But you did track me and I'm very impressed. I didn't see you there in bushes. An expert tracker, to be sure. Uh, thank you. I've never tracked someone as tricky as you. Ah, save the flattery. You've already earned your prize. You did seek a prize, I, I suppose. Here for the festivities? Absolutely. So you wish to be a knight of the rabbit prince? What does that mean, exactly? You wish to serve this woodland kingdom? Swear to protect it with your life? And receive a gift? I guess that would be okay. What kinds of duties does that come along with? What kind of duties does it come with? Knightly ones! Let's just pretend I'm not very experienced with knightly duties. Defend the realm and serve your prince in a respectable way. I am not a demanding prince. I am fair. If the woodlands are protected, then I am pleased. All right. I think I can at least agree to protect these woods. That seems amenable. An honorable man? I knew it to be sure. Definitely. Neil, then, Tracker. You can call me Jack. Sir, Jack, Neil. He will kneel. He uh, hops up to you, sniffs the air a little bit. You don't seem like you're well protected enough to, de to defend my run, but we'll get there in a moment. He pulls out his little broken sword and he taps each side of your shoulder. You now, rise, Sir Jack, defender of the woodlands, knight of the rabbit prince, by all I... the power that is within me, which is a lot. I, do I feel any different, Chase? You do not. Okay. I feel what? incredibly knightly. Very good. Now, you, you are going to be just a low-ranking squire at this point. You did not best me in physical combat, which means I cannot trust you as a general or such, but you, you do seem poorly armed, and I do make sure that I equip all of my knights. But what is it that you, you wish to wield? What, what in your arsenal is missing, Sir Jack? Oh, no. Tori did not get this far ahead. In <laughs> <laughs> I can arm you with the finest steel or the finest wood. Whatever it is, is going to protect the woodlands. The finest steel or the finest wood? I cannot promise you something as powerful as my sidearm here, but I can give you something pretty good. Let's go with steel. Okay. What kind of steel? Rod sword, long sword, bastard sword, clay Do you have any... I, I, I understand where you're going with that list. Do you have anything like this? Jack will pull out his rapier. He uh, sniffs it. Of course I do. Not very nightly, but... I, if that is your style in combat, I can provide. Is this your decision? Yours already looks quite fancy. Looks like you've fitted it very well. Can I have a moment to think about this? I suppose. I feel like there's a lot of pressure right now. You're calling me not very knightly and like I'm supposed to have some kind of perfect answer. No perfect answer? Just how do you defend yourself, dear boy? All right. Just, just give me another one like this. And I'll, I'll pull out my rapier. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Hold on just a moment. He goes, 
hopping very drastically high arc over a bush, and it looks like uh, there's a little explosion of dirt as he goes into the ground. And then he comes flying out, does a front flip over the bush again, and he's wielding a very nice-looking rapier. And he's going to give you a plus two greater striking rapier. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> I should have asked for a big sword for Krunk. <laughs> wow, this is exactly like the one I have. Oh, yes, but better. Certainly. Is this something I can do again? How do I prove that I'm ready to rank up? You must best be in physical combat next time, but you are disqualified at least for a week. All right. You may be a recruit, a recruiter, okay. rather. Sure. Always looking yeah. for more nights. Tell them of the festivity. Spread the words. I will do so, sir. Now, don't you come searching for me again until your time is up. I don't want to be chased down by you. I already am aware that you can track me. Go do some push-ups or something and then try again later. Okay. Your arms are looking a bit scraggly for a night. I'll do you one better. And Jack will close his eyes and think of his room. Excellent. You wake up or open your eyes in your room with your fancy rapier. Wowzers. All right. <laughs> Jack is going to make sure to tell Crunk about this. Crunk will literally cry. And <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit I'll... had a broken sword. And he wore a crown. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And look what he gave me at the end of it all. What the fuck? I just want to have one cool weapon. And, uh, it is unintelligible. <laughs> now, before this conversation happened, Krunk, what were you doing all day? Because Jack was out for hours and hours hunting that rabbit prince. Krunk meditated until he fell asleep in the sunbeam like a cat. And then he woke up and he went and checked on Gingham to make sure that Gingham was okay. If Gingham was in their room, but if Gingham is not in their room, then he will peruse the castle and the armaments where within. Very good. We'll get back to that in a moment. Gingham, what are you doing? Well, Gingham was in their room. Okay, Gingham's uh, just been chilling in the room all day. You weren't crafting? You were crafting a whole day of crafting and a whole place to craft in. In Gingham's room, right? The crafting? No, there's a workshop. Workshop. Oh. I mean, you probably have a little mini workshop in your room if you desire it, but it's not as fancy as, like, the brass dwarf-assisted magical shelved library of goodness in the workshop. Yeah, Gingham can go to the crafty place. If you want to think about crafting and stuff, we can retro crafting. Like, you can say you spent a day of crafting. And I'll let you on your own time figure out what you want to craft, if you want to learn things, if you want to make things. Okay. And, Crunk, you're just browsing armaments? Yeah, I'm looking what they have. I'm looking at, like, what the defenses are here. If, like, we got attacked, I'm going to go examine all of those shadowy doorways and nice. peer at them. Roll me a society or a warfare lower. I have warfare lore. Nice. Why are my rolls fucking shit today? Is this 20 <laughs> get anything? Hey, join the join the club. A 20. 20 is good enough to get okay. a basic assessment on uh, what's going on here. So, I mean, in terms of weapons, there's nothing that's better than the equipment that you currently have. Though they do have a stash of basic weapons. So if you wanted to take any base weapon, you could. 
you would just have to there's no runes or anything on them right Mm -hmm. the townsfolk around all look ill-armed but the paladins that are wandering around look like they're pretty decked out they don't have typical runes on their weapons but they seem to be magically enhanced by them wielding them and they look like they could handle themselves in a fight they look like pretty powerful warriors do any of them want to spar with me yeah sure they'll spar with you sick i'll fight they're they're tough to beat why don't you roll me an attack roll oh no chase my rolls have been so so dog today what about a a 36 chase a 50 yeah they uh they beat you in a spar like they are solid i literally can't hit a 50 yeah they they seem like they are more skilled than you wow i don't like that that's reassuring they're defending us that's true Grunk will reluctantly pat them on the shoulder after a fight and say, if there wasn't three of you, I likely would have won. <laughs> now, none of them speak, but they'll like make like laughing gestures and stuff and they'll oh, Krunk honorable that. bows. and Yeah. Krunk will probably follow them around and just talk, even though they can't talk. <laughs> Excellent. They stay in pristine formations as they patrol, but they seem to be listening. I joined their formation. Like, <laughs> I, I I figure out there. Well, I have to take four steps to there, like two, but I'm here. Nice. I love it. <laughs> cool. So as you guys are wrapping up the day, the sun does seem to go down here. Even though you don't really see a sun above, the natural looking sunlight starts to fade to dark. Torches light around the place. The carnival gets even more bright off in the distance. Katie, you can go ahead and mark that you have eight hours of crafting on your sheet. And yeah, you guys wrap up the day. Whenever Jack meets up with Krunk again, he's going to go play by play of the whole hunt for the rabbit prince and then conclude he's going to pull out the rapier out of his bag of holding. And look, he gave me this just because I found him and I didn't even wrestle him. So now I'm wondering what happens if you do actually tackle him successfully. He must give you something really incredible. I... You're going to have to teach me this way of the forest. It is not my talent, but I must, I must fight this rabbit. Well, now I'm like a knight or something, so I can recruit people or, I don't know, tell them about it. I don't really know what it means. What is the recruitment process like? Did you ask? No. He was really vague with everything, and he didn't think I would make a very good knight to begin with. Honestly, I think he kind of just wanted to be gone, but I am Sir Jack now, at least here in the forest. Sir Jack! It has a ring to it, lad. I'm going to smack you on the back. Anyway, we could get you that fancier weapon if you are ever able to track him down. Uh, You know that I would love that, Jack. Are you going to do two-handed rapier wielding, or...? Perhaps. You know, if you go out on a hunt... You might want to leave this behind, and he knocks on your armor. It'll make you quieter. Well, I hope that my wardrobe has some comfy clothes in it. <laughs> That's a good point. I wonder what kind of clothes there are. Jack will <gasps> go wander off. bedroom? <laughs> wander off. Oh, yeah, Jack will start to wander off and then remember that he can just think of it. Mm-hmm. Does our wardrobe have clothes, Chase? Yep, it does. We're entering Fashion Finder. yeah all kinds of fancy clothes for you this is the part of the game where tori takes four hours 
to yeah. customize how Jack looks. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we just hand wave all of that in imagination games. Yep. And you just look exactly how you want. Does Gingham, does Gingham find anything in their wardrobe? Does Gingham go look in their wardrobe? I just want to know if Gingham played dress up because Gingham is like literally a doll. No. <laughs> Coming out in the same threadbare, stringy rags as usual. Yeah. All right. I'm adding your new weapon to your character sheet, Tori. Oh, I already did that. Unless oh, there's nice. something extra special about it other nope. than a plus two. Okay. It's called the Rabbit Prince Sword. I will probably name it something like the Knight's Sword or something to differentiate, but yeah. A Knight's Needle. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes I can do names. This, this, does Krunk suggest that? Jack oh, is Krunk spitballing absolutely okay. does. Hey, that's pretty good, Krunk, actually. Oh, really? Well, they, I mean, I, I, uh, I like to read, so yeah. Do you mind if I sometimes. use that? Knights, the Knights Needle. It's kind yeah. of different from my other weapon names, so it's. I don't know if it'll fit thematically, but it's kind of its own thing. You know, it deserves its own name. Yeah, it came from an unusual set of circumstances. It deserves a title bef- befitting that. Knights Needle. Do you have three rapiers? I do have three <laughs> rapiers. Jack is, like, literally so loaded on gear and cash. Ca- cash, not as much. Gingham okay, is the one loaded Gingham with cash. cash money. I have 43 gold, which is not bad, but not 2,000 gold like Gingham has. I love the party sheet in Foundry so we can see how much gold worth of stuff everybody has. It goes Jack with 8,226, Gingham with 5,206, and Krunk with 3,619. It's so funny to me. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I just want you, M, to know that Tori after the fact thought oh shoot i should have asked for a really cool bastard sword <laughs> it's totally fine this is so iconic rogue it's true it's jack iconic probably wouldn't rogue. have thought of that but mm-hmm. tori tori did think of that i haven't tried to hint for you i was like you I know, want I a d- big old bastard sword well yeah i mean i'm Jesus just, like I, please <laughs> but jack didn't want a bastard sword he probably thought of it later when he saw Krunk's reaction to the uh, second plus two critter striking rapier that he when, has. When Krunk started crying, that's when Jack was yeah, like, oh. Yeah, he slowly puts it back into his bag. <laughs> I'll I'll help you find the rabbit prince and then you can get one of your own. I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> I don't think you have to do it that I'm bad. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat his ass. Okay, there, there. Lovely. <laughs> At the, the shoulder spike. Mm-hmm. Gingham, was there anything that you wanted to specifically craft tonight, or do you want to kind of hold on to it? Um, I'd like to hold and look on it. Cool. You know, it's probably, uh, you guys are probably starting to get tired. You're not immune to fatigue here. Mm-hmm. It's been a long day, a, lo- a lot of new stuff and information overload. What are you guys doing? Sle- sleeping? Yeah, you guys, probably. You're going to sleep? Lovely. Uh, Jack. Yeah. Would it be quite all right if I left our door between the room open? Just in case one of us gets attacked in the night, we can rescue one another. I don't think we're going to get attacked here. Didn't you literally summon, like, a town guard for us earlier today? 
Jack! You hear the clanking of their armor walking outside your room. Fine. Uh, Cracked. Only. I just need to hear voice. No vision, of course. All right. Jack will crack the door. And then after Krunk has moved away, he's going to like find a chair or something and shove it under the doorknob just so it can be opened any farther. I can't get in your room. (laughs) I'm going to laugh. Are you kidding? Krunk could just plow through the door and the chair if he really wanted to. Honestly, Krunk would probably just run straight through the wall forgetting there was a door. (laughs) Kool-Aid man it. Yeah. Big old Krunk shape hole in the wall. What about Gingham? What if Gingham gets attacked? Oh, that's an excellent point. What do you think we should do about that? I don't really want a room connecting all of you to me. Well, you're in the middle. (laughs) I didn't plan for that. My room just moved suddenly. Perhaps you shouldn't be so beloved. He's going to give you a friendly pat. Gingham! Here, I have an idea. Jack will think for a moment and a little, like, pet-sized door like a little flap <laughs> appears in the wall toward Gingham's room. So good. Wow. A little wow. a little Gingham door. Gingham will poke their head through it. I this is neat. We added a door. I see that. For safety. Hi. That's that's a lovely idea. Are you quite alright? I you look a bite tired. Can puppets get tired? In the shop all day, you know, crafting away. Making not garbage, I hope. Making things and stuff and more things. I'm thrilled to hear about this at another time that is not now. <laughs> Good night, Jack and Crunk. Good night, Gingham. Good night. Does Gingham, like, tuck themselves in or does Gingham just collapse, like, an animated doll style? Yeah, that's exactly what that looks like. Oh, wow. (laughs) If someone were to walk into the room, they would find just a doll on the ground. Like it was haphazardly thrown by a child. Like when you log out of a Survivor game and you're just like... Or like Toy Story. (laughs) When they're coming and they're all just like... (laughs) Yeah, Andy's coming. Um, (laughs) Ingham has a feat that is basically Andy's coming. Oh, that's hilarious. yeah that's so good all right you guys rest safely this evening do your healing get your abilities back re-prep any spells that are needed in the morning you guys wake up and delicious breakfast is just on a tray over your bed you don't remember who brought it you don't remember seeing anybody if anybody even did you've got a nice hot meal in front of you what is it what do you want what does crunk want oatmeal Delicious wow. bowl of oatmeal. That was such a long pause for such an underwhelming answer. <laughs> I was really trying to think. I was trying to think of what what does Krunk normally eat in the morning? That's probably what he would have thought of. He didn't think of something creative the first moment he woke up. So I wanted to go with something exotic, but realistically, it was oatmeal. That's fair. What about, yeah, I mean, gingham. Does gingham eat? Not really. I mean, like, it's more stuffing. Yeah, there you go. Stuffing. Kingdom's going to be so well stuffed by the time we leave here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Plump in all limbs. Mm-hmm. What about Jack? What's Jack's meal? Just warm bread and honey and butter. Nice. 
And with your delicious meal, there is a little piece of parchment with very nice handwriting that says scrawled on it. Each of you has the same one. Don't forget your destiny. Uh, I wish I could. <laughs> Jack will tuck it away and wander out and about. And we are on fate day two. Fate day two. Yeah, Jack will wander down to the cathedral area where they entered and all those weird visions were. That is actually where Crunk is. Nice. Yeah, there's people that are rebuilding it. This place is already looking nicer. The walls are now all put together. Some of the dust has been swept up, and this chamber is looking pretty nice. We're skiing them in the morning. Oh, just probably their room, tinkering. Jack will pause and, like, listen for the little sounds of clicking and tapping and tearing and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely there. Little elf workshop noises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, out in the courtyard in that main chamber, the portals are still active. You can see swirling mist, and the mist almost looks a little bit more clear now that you guys have been more properly attuned to this place. As a reminder, there are six of these portals. They're in little archways, each with a symbol of the Haro deck above it. And from left to right, it goes the suit of hammers, keys, shields, tomes, stars, and crowns. You guys can, now that you're looking at them again, you can still see like the form of some sort of like new place through the mist. Uh, like it looks like it's taking you to another location. But you also see kind of a incorporeal image of various cards. I guess not incorporeal, ethereal. Ethereal versions of different cards. And from left to right, the ones that you see are the big sky, the juggler, the trumpet, the snake bite, the silent hag, and the theater. And those are all cards of the suits that fit. And I guess we can show what those different cards look like here. And just for everyone watching slash listening, we talked through these cards earlier before the stream to kind of figure out which one we might be interested in pursuing. So if Wait we make take this... away the magic, Tori. No, I'm sorry, I'm just, we're not making this decision hastily. Nah, we just talked about it before. You guys are on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's let's do a little description for those who are listening, and we'll go through these cards you guys can see. So on the left is the suit of hammers, is the big sky. Tori, why don't you give us a quick description of what that looks like? Sure. It's the suit of hammers. It is a guy with a chain. It looks like he was a prisoner. He's got, like, chains on his wrists and his neck, but those chains have been broken, and he's reaching toward, you guessed it, the big sky that is blue and beautiful and wonderful and he looks very happy to not be chained up anymore meanwhile in the background are other prisoners who appear like they are still chained so i think this guy's been liberated and he's happy about it good description the uh next one is the juggler the suit of keys and why don't you describe the juggler for us oh why are you asking me this one i hate it <laughs> okay so like you know what a store mannequin looks like where they have the plainest 
face that's also pretty creepy that's this guy except the clothes that he's wearing looks like he belongs into a circus he's got frillies at his neck and his wrists and he is walking in ballerina shoes across a tightrope that is not so tight it is drooping in a terrifying rate and as he is performing this incredible feat where he's literally in the clouds he's juggling five items these items are strange one is a duck it looks alive the other is a pineapple an alarm clock what what is michelangelo's weapon not michelangelo Raphael. what's Raphael's weapon it's like yeah electro wields them with the three like they're not blades but they're like prongs and the hilt and it's short they're called the s-a-i a sigh it's a, a sigh, sigh. Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah i knew that <laughs> yeah that's my description he's juggling cool. these things while walking on a slack rope what a good one good description thanks the next one is the trumpet the suit of shields why don't you go ahead and give us that one katie <gasps> katie gets the coolest one yeah no pressure you're gonna do a great job so this is basically what I would think an archangel would look like about to go to war. This woman with very luscious, long, red-haired locks. She's got kind of dragon scaly armor with like a flowing dress that's just kind of tendrils. Yeah, this is just straight full plate. She's got she's got her legs out, and they're pretty shapely legs. And she's got <laughs> worth mentioning. I mean, it's that's very fun. worth mentioning. I appreciate. She's got her wings spread out and she is blowing a golden trumpet. And she's got a really cool like staff that she's got kind of tucked behind her back with a little wavy banner that matches her tendrils on her dress and a wavy cloak. And she's just in the sky. Very good. Great description. The next one is the snake bite, the suit of tomes, Tori. Yeah. It appears to be an old person of some kind. Their face is hidden. An old creepy person with gnarled, wrinkly hands and arms. They're wearing a tattered robe with a golden snake sort of embroidered on the back of it, uh, on the back of the robe. And then in, they have really pointy fingernails. And then clutched in one clawy hand is a big flask of bright green poisonous looking liquid i assume it's poison because that's what this card is about snake bite snake yeah bite very snake good bite Ooh, ha, ha. next up we have the silent hag the suit of stars M, why don't you go ahead and describe this one you give me the worst ones every time <laughs> okay well if you've ever had a nightmare this is the card it's really though really okay so imagine an old goblin that's purple and it's like stretched really really skinny and tall and it doesn't have any eyes because someone has removed their eyes so they're just cavernous pits inside of their face framing the longest wartiest nose you've ever conceived then a mouth that takes up an unrealistic amount of real estate on their face literally humongous the perfect upside down triangle of teeth so many teeth yellow nasty sharp teeth where they just like overlap with each other like interlaced fingers 
It has stringy hair that starts at the very middle top of their head and then falls to the sides like a mop that has been used on stadiums for eight generations. In one hand, it's holding its own eyeball with a curved thumb and its fingernail is literally like poking the side of the eyeball as it holds it in place. It's horrible. It's horrific. I hate it. Thanks, Chase. Bye. <laughs> You're welcome. Great I'm job. done with this campaign. To make All things done. even a little worse, um, we don't know that that's their eyeball. It could I guess be someone true. else's eyeball. It could be someone else's eyeball. Honestly, it's too pretty of a blue for it to belong to this hag. So Krunk's going to pause and be like, I think this is your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, last but not least is the theater, the suit of crowns, Katie. I just really wish you'd given me one of the other two. That's really more my style. <laughs> the theater is a big old puppet show. There's strings coming down, strings attached to a big green dragon who is very kind of comical looking. It looks stitched together and it's got segments. It's got sharp teeth like kind of like a, a bear trap and it's big and it's looking down like it's gonna make a snack out of this golden knight who's just decked out once again in full plate with a golden shield and a golden sword also being puppeted and the dragon is coming out of a lovely theater curtains and it looks like it is a play delightful so those are the six cards that you currently see over these portals as M suggested, Jack does freeze in front of the Silent Hag card. I don't like that. Perhaps uh, Gingham is not your mother after all. Well, that's not my mother either. You think? She's a green hag. Oh. They do bear a certain resemblance, it's true. My mother is just as horrible looking, but not quite that hue. Gingham is right here. They're not. Oh, <laughs> I don't have to whisper. <laughs> All right. Well, I, the choice is yours, Jack. If you want to avoid this completely, I understand. We can strike it off the list of possibilities and just not do this at all. I can't help but feel like this is here for a reason, obviously. I mean, I guess oh. these all are. But we didn't finish the job. The job I hired you for, I mean. Well, okay, you finished your job, I guess, to be fair. You snapped the thing off of my neck when I asked you to. But I didn't finish my part. I didn't kill my mother with this dagger. He pulls out his dagger that now's appear now appears in his hand and puts it away back to invisibility. Honestly, I don't remember why she exploded. Do you remember why she exploded? Those moon hags did some kind of weird ritual. And I think they did it to whoever that woman was that we sort of rescued and then... She exploded Ooh. too. You know, the the other person that was there, the other person who wasn't a hag, she was tied to that rock thing. And do you not remember that at all? Mm -mm, no. Well, perhaps Gingham is that, was that woman? Oh. I don't think Gingham is my mother. But if that woman was reincarnated into... Jack will motion upstairs toward Gingham's room, our new companion. Then I think perhaps my mother is somewhere out there still alive, even if she's in a different form. 
which Ooh. means I still have a chance. He pulls out his dagger again. Maybe this is it. A murderous chance. I see. Well, should we wake up our sleepy little friend? That's probably a good idea. This card might have just as much to do with them as me, seeing as they... That's true. ...were maybe transformed by hags. What if Gingham was actually one of the moon hags? Well, that seems like it would be important to learn now. A good point. Um, shall we wish ourselves to our bedrooms and then burst in on our little, our little EP guy? Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm going to get out of shape doing this. It's just so easy. <laughs> I am sure you're going to look lovely no matter what shape you are. Square, round, or jack-shaped. <laughs> and boom, you guys are in your rooms. <laughs> I'll knock on the... No, I'll knock on the front door of Gingham's room, not the pet door. There's like a small, like very small crash. And then Gingham opens the door with a very tattered book in their hand. Oh, good morning. I I think it's a little later than morning now. Oh, is it? To be honest, I'm not exactly sure. It's kind of hard to tell here, but... Kronk and I were down in the big Haro chamber, you know, where we came in for the first time. Okay. There's something we thought it might be useful for you to see. Oh, we go that way then, yeah? Yeah. Oh, before we go, here, your coin's probably expired. Oh, this one's God, a little more bent again. out of shape. I'll just put it on yourself. The Jack oh. checks and there's another... So it's seen on his shirt, the one he grabbed from his wardrobe. I hope they have washing here. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Maybe that's another epitome. Uh, as soon as you think that, your clothes are just clean. <gasps> wow. I want to live here for real. Tori wants I to live too. here. <laughs> Big time. Wonderful. Jack will attach the coin to his clothing. Uh, is Crank behind you? It's literally the door comes up to Crunk's chest. He's standing directly <laughs> behind oh, Jack. Okay, if he uh, was, yeah. then. <laughs> oh, Crunk, I made you one, too. Thank you for this gift. And he side-eyes Jack. Let's just get downstairs. What do I do with this again? You put it on, you put here like this. Jack will just fasten it really quick, the way that Gingham has done it a time or two on Jack's clothing. Thank you. Thank you okay. for this gift. I don't have one for you. And expecting one. I know, but it feels terrible to be constantly receiving with nothing to give. Oh, it'll disappear by the end of the day if you don't use it. How do I use it? Well, you would use it if you were found yourself dying. I'll make sure I do that, <laughs> little one. Let's go meet Destiny. All right. Oh, yeah. Bring all your stuff, just in case. Oh, okay. So you guys pack up, and you guys are heading down to the portals. Six portals in front of you. You guys are going to the silent hag? Yes, I mean, first we'll show Gingham the card, or the passageway, I guess. And Jack will... Actually, I don't think Jack will explain what he is hoping comes of this, but... He will simply allude to the fact that they seem to have some shared connection to hags or something, and that maybe this could be an illuminating adventure for Gingham. Well, if you say so. 
I don't know about being connected to hags, but I don't know much about, except, you know, what I know now. Yeah, you know, you're a little like Guy in that way. A lot smarter, but you don't think you're like a simulacrum or something, do you? Oh, no, I'm I'm Gingham. Right. Good answer. <laughs> that explains everything. Okay, you guys all ready to go, I guess? You have I your cards. I think we should hold hands. Everyone check for your cards. We can't get back here if we don't have them. All of, your, all of your cards are definitely with you. You guys approach one of the center portals through the archway of stars. And as you get close to it, that card, you can see it floating right above the top. As you get close, it looks like a, like the portal that you stepped in here from. Like you can see something on the other side. You can see another place. As you get close, it looks like a landscape of grassy rolling hills dotted here and there with copses of trees and notably right through the portal looks like there's an ancient road it's paving stones nearly overgrown with grass and you can see you can't feel it yet but you can see that wind is blowing in the distance moving trees moving grass anybody can roll me a society check or a hills lore check would hag lore help at all Nope, not with this roll. Okay. Uh, can I roll esoteric lore? <clears throat> uh, yes, you can. I rolled a 29. Is that high enough? It is I not. Mean... Guess what, oh, wow. Chase? I also got a 29. I said mm. I was using all my hero points. All right, let's do it. Do it. Do it. All right, it. I'm going to add my modifier, heroic surge, and then doing a plus two. Plus two. Roll! Wow, thirty-seven. Actually, got it. So you, uh, you've seen this place before, whether you've maybe visited before. Gingham, this is somewhere in the Mwangi Expanse. Gingham got a nat one. <laughs> Amazing. Um, for you, Crunk, you've either visited, you've seen pictures of it, you've seen it on the maps, but you recognize these hills as Ayobaria which is a region very far away from Absalom, where you began this journey. Uh, it is very far east, like really far east. Iobaria, you know, is known for being kind of a wild lands. It's not super settled or civilized. The city of Bravoy is the closest thing, and they kind of own the territory to the west. But yeah, that's what this place looks like through the portal. Oh, I recognize this. It's the Mwangi Iobaria! What? What? What did you say? It's the Mwangi Expanse. This is Ioboria. No, I'm pretty sure we can get to the Mugambia from here. I have been to the Mwangi Expanse. I've spent considerable time in the Mwangi Expanse. I Many think you should recognize it. You are incorrect. That's why, little one, you barely remember your name. Please, trust me on this. Oh, all right. Jack has walked through the portal while they're arguing about which it is. Jack, I said we should hold hands and I run after <laughs> you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share your thoughts with us in review and maybe tell a fellow geek about it. If you like what we do and want more, you can find all of our links in the show notes, including our YouTube, where we've posted all of our actual play videos. You can also show your support by purchasing dice and accessories from Fanroll Dice with the coupon code 
Level 1 Geek for 10% off. Now, go take a long rest, drink plenty of water, and we'll catch you next time. Crunk needs a nap. <laughs> crunk is crunky. Very <laughs> crunky today. Crunk is so crunky. Man, I like this side of my head better. This side of my head better. Can you? Oh, you're mirrored. Aren't, okay. Yeah. I like this side of my head better. <laughs> I have a favorite side as well. There's like a little bit of evil in Katie. Enough to maybe not make her entirely good. A little yeah. bit of evil. Just enough. Not too much. You know, like a, like a fun amount. Yeah. A fun amount. Fun amount of evil. <laughs>